your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Large Radio Show. We continue now with Christopher Stewart. He is a candidate for alderman in Manchester Ward 1. I think we've laid the foundation of his campaign in the, or he's laid the foundation of his campaign in the last segment. Now we're going to talk about some specific issues. This morning brought to us by his honor, the mayor, Ted Gatsis. Ted Gatsis says... There's a lot of good things happening in the Queen City, and he wants to keep the momentum going. To do that, he's outlined 12 points to improve the city by harnessing the the, uh, the energy of the Renaissance. Learn more at tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan. So, Chris, um, we hear a lot about the the tax cap. You, you've mentioned that. Uh, and, and, and the mayor has made the point often that you can't say you support the tax cap if you're unwilling to. To stand in the way of the big, you know, giveaway union contracts that cause the tax cap to be overridden. And if it's not overridden, cause serious operational damage to the city. So you were always a bit of a numbers wonk when you were on the school board. I'm assuming you've applied that uh, that that love of numbers and that penchant to uh, dig around to the current city budget. What do you see in the city budget? What does what needs to do and how will you deal with with um, the tax cap and the union contracts that will be coming forward in the next term because all of the contracts have either already expired or will expire by June 30th uh, of next year, which means everything is up in the air for negotiations. I think that's right. And I'd, I'd like to say at the outset, I, I know that uh, several of the uh, city side contracts are, are laying on the table at the automatic board. And I've, I've heard some rumors and rumblings that uh, they have a they have a meeting after the election, and maybe some lame ducks will come back and and move those contracts. And try to push them through. Push them pu- push them through, and I would say that that would be a very bad idea and not fair to whoever the new mayor and the new board of mayor and alderman would be to do that. Or oh, certainly not fair to the taxpayers and of the, the tax, city because if the they're going to push those through with enough votes to override the predictable veto from the mayor, who's either vetoed them or threatened to veto them, which is why they're on the table. Um, that 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 would just be a a spur in the eye of the uh, of the people. So I so I think that the new board will come back in, in January with the new mayor, uh, both boards that the mayor of uh, uh, mayor and alderman, board of mayor and alderman, and the and the school committee will come back with the new mayor. And I, look, I think the contracts are are priority number one. I think before you can talk about budgets or rail or river walks or professional developments for teachers or infrastructure or anything like that, we have all got to sit down as a leadership group and come to a common understanding about what we're going to do about these contracts. Um, it's huge money. It's it's 90 percent of the budgets on both the city and, and school side. Uh, and those budgets, excuse me, those contracts are really made up of two things. One is the, the salary scale, which is Yager Decker. And then the other is the 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 plan design for all the various health care plans the city offers to, mm-hmm. to the employees. And so we have a situation. Let's just take the city side, uh, for example. I was running some back-of-the-envelope calculations, some numbers earlier this week about the, the current plan design. You know, the city of Manchester, if they were to move uh, the city employees on the city side from HMO, which is a lot of people are on the HMO, to the HSA, which is a lot of people on the HSA – you know, the, the people at city finance or the bean counters will say there's a good chance that you're going to shake loose three or four million dollars right off the bat just for moving everyone from an HMO to an HSA. And so the follow-up question to that is, well, how is the H- how does the HSA compare to the HMO? And what folks will tell you is the people that are on the HSA, the city employees that are on the HSA, they love it. Mm-hmm. And so what 
in my opinion, my suggestion would be for the for the city employees that are currently on the HSA, start talking to your 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 coworkers. Tell everyone that you're on it, that you love it, and that you should su- suggest that they move to it. Well, why can't the city just as part of its negotiation say, "Hey, all we're going to do is HSA." And does it really save the city that much money? Because the way it's structured now, the city's pay, giving give, them enough cash to almost cover the deductible either for the single, double, or family plan. It, it seems to me that if the city's paying for the deductible. And then paying for the care on top of it. I'm not understanding how that saves so, money. So what happens is, is the city pays for three thousand of the four thousand dollar deductible. They give you a check uh, for three thousand dollars at the beginning of the of the year, and you put that into your own bank account, and you can spend that money however you want. Which ha- what happens now though is because that's your money in your bank account, you now have more skin in the game. And so you start to pay more attention about, well, where am I going to get that MRI? Am I going to go to the emergency room versus going to urgent care? Am I going to use a generic drug or am I going to use a, a, a brand name drug? Because it's, it's money that's coming out of your pocket. Now, it's money that the city gave you to spend, but you now have skin in the game, unlike an HMO where you don't really ever Does see that the money cost. carry over if you don't spend it? It carries, it carries over for the life. It, you can spend it for the rest of your life on whatever you want. And then you can actually pass the money on to your kids so that your kids can spend it however they want on, on healthcare stuff. Gotcha. As I'm talking, you're taking my picture, which is I'm a little... <laughs> so, but my point is, is that this, this is, as, as we as a city look for, under every cushion for nickels and dimes and actually millions and millions of dollars, this strikes me as something that's a very easy fix that people should be able to come together with and without a lot of discussion, move everyone there mm-hmm. and shake loose some, some new money right off the bat. And then on the on the on the... Uh, salary scale of things, people are going to really need to sit down and have conversations. But Rich, as you know, I mean, one of the big problems right now is that there's not a lot of trust between the board, between the negotiator and the unions, and it's really hindered our ability to do anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so your position then on, uh, I, I hear what you're saying about starting at saving money on the health insurance, but yeah. we have a tendency in this city to say, okay, we're going to save you, we're going to save money over here, but we're going to give you X plus savings plus X over there. And I, I point to the teacher's contract. Yeah, they, they get some good changes to the to the teacher's contract. Not enough, in my opinion, on the health insurance. But they had eight and a half million dollars worth of added expenses in higher salaries, higher retirement costs and higher Social Security taxes that we had to pay against $3 million worth of savings. I don't view it as a, a really tough negotiation when you walk away having given your you know, your, your, uh, uh, your counterpart in the negotiations twice as much, more than twice as much as you gave them, um, as you got from them. That, that to me is not a tough negotiation. I, I don't disagree with that. Look, I think that people need to be comfortable with the fact that this might take a while. And I think that the leadership, the political leadership of this city needs to be comfortable with the fact that people are going to be working out a contract. And is that an ideal situation? No, it's not. But here we are, and we are left to pick up the wreckage of the last 20 years of bad of bad management decisions that have brought us to this point. I mean, w- these contracts are simply unsustainable unless you're going to be willing to do high single to double-digit tax increases every year from now until we fix them. Um, and that's just that's just wrong. Look, Chris Stewart, the, the Stewart family, we're, on, uh, we're, we're self-employed. We have our own small business. The Stewart family pays $1,400 $1, per month for our premium for a $26,000 deductible, okay, family yeah. deductible. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and, and the reason we see the whole thing because we're, we're self-employed, we, we, so we see both sides. We see the business side of it. We see the individual side of it. But that's where we're at, $1,400 a month. 
um, for a $26,000 deductible. And by the way, that's the Obamacare bronze plan. That is a, that's a bare bones plan, okay? So before you come to Chris Stewart taxpayer and say, hey, Chris Stewart taxpayer, I'd like to raise your taxes, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, $500, whatever it is this year so that we can put more money into the city of Manchester budget, I think that we need to make sure that the, that money is going to things that actually benefit uh, my children, myself, infrastructure, mm-hmm. professional development for teachers, uh, river walks, uh, rail, things things that will make this city a, a more vibrant place for us moving forward and not just going to fund Cadillac health care plans for city employees that it is – it's. It, those times are past. Well, now, health care benefits on both boards has been sort of, uh, uh, you know, a lightning rod issue. In yep. the past, uh, as a school board member, you took the benefits yep. and you, uh, you give you credit, you never hit it. You, in fact, when the administration was refusing to release information uh, on right to know requests, you directed that your information be released because you thought the taxpayers had a right to know. So we respect that. Uh, where are you now on the question of whether or not board members, especially in this financial environment, should be... Um, you mentioned you were on Obamacare. Yep. Should not these board members who claim to, quote, need the health insurance follow suit, especially since all of them are Democrats who supported Obama and Clinton and Obamacare? Literally everybody on the plan is a Democrat who did that. Shouldn't they follow you and go on to Obamacare and not leave it to the property taxpayers of the city of Manchester? What I have, what I have said is um, uh, for this time, uh, I absolutely support put, I don't think that the, the board should enjoy health care benefits any, any longer. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we can better spend that money. Uh, when I took it, when I was on the school board, thank you for acknowledging I was transparent about it. I, I was always transparent about it. Oh, you were. You were very upfront about it. And uh, I have to com- congratulate you for that because that's a, that's transparency, even when it may come at your own political expense. Well, and, I, and what had happened was as we were as we were making a decision about whether or not I was going to run for uh, board of school committee and the time commitment, the, the benefits were a way to offset at that time commitment. Um, I I think now that what we should do is is put it on the, the the next city ballot and let the voters decide whether or not they want to give health care plans to to the board of mayor and alderman of the school board committee. And I would guess that will be a resounding no. <laughs> a resounding no. So uh, other issues, you know, speaking of conflict of interest, I want to come back to this because memory just came to mind. You know, um, uh, Senator Kavanaugh is a business agent for the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and. As an alderman at a time when um, Verizon, uh, not Verizon, Fairpoint was being sold to another company, he introduced a resolution at the board of mayor and aldermen, uh, basically sort of, I don't know, I'd say placing demands on the incoming or trying to place demands on the incoming uh, company, the company that was taking over Fairpoint. What do you know about that? And what do you think about him basically taking the union complaints and demands with the with the transaction to the board of aldermen, looking to get its uh, you know the backing of the government body on the on the union demands. I think it was completely wrong. I think that was absolutely inappropriate that he did that. I remember when he did that. Um, I have had people mention that to me in Ward One that they were not happy that he did that. Uh, look, by all accounts, Senator Kavanaugh is a, is a perfectly nice guy. We, we chatted very pleasantly uh, at the, when we stood next to each other at the primary. Yeah, but uh, and yeah. I think he is. I mean, he he has. Um, you know, he lives across the street from my my ninety plus year old grandmother, and he keeps an eye on her. And I, I, on a personal level, I appreciate that. But but Kevin really makes no secret of the fact that he his first responsibility is taking care of the unions. I mean, he he is proud of that, and he will go around and, and say that in public. And I, and I give him credit for being so open about that. But he is first and foremost representing union interests as an alderman and as a, and as a state senator. And uh, I will do things a little differently. I, I'm not going to let politics 
get in the way of what I doing what I think is best for the voters of, of Ward 1. Now, he either thinks he's in the catbird seat in this election um, and didn't want to risk a fumble in a debate with you, or he's concerned about this election and he still didn't want to risk a fumble by debating you here. What you know? Talk to people who think that uh, Chris Stewart, well, he probably won't lose as badly as people think, but he's got no chance to win. Talk, talk to them. Well, <laughs> I have been talking to him. That's that's the good news, Rich. I have been talking to him for the last uh, six months. Look, it's it has been a great race. We feel very good about where we are going into tomorrow. Um, I think you know I, I have you predicting uh, an upset. Uh, I am predicting that I am going to be I'm going to do well, and I am very grateful for the support from uh, the people that are going to vote for me tomorrow. And I'm asking anyone that's listening right now to please vote for me tomorrow because I'd, I would love your support and and vote. Um, as I said earlier, I think that this is an election that if you are an incumbent uh, board of uh, school committee member or uh, board of mayor and alderman member, if you're an incumbent and you have a serious opponent and you haven't taken that challenge seriously, uh, you might be very disappointed tomorrow tomorrow night. It is it is a change election. I think the people are fed up with the status quo, um, and I think that they they want some some new leadership on on both boards. There you go. Christopher Stewart, candidate for Alderman in Manchester Ward 1. We appreciate your coming in and spending a little extra time with us here on the Drought Large Radio Show. We uh, regret that it was not uh, going to be with Senator Kavanaugh. I don't understand these Democrats who say that. I don't play it fair. The two best the two debates I've had were between two Democrats. Well, one independent and a Democrat. Well, yeah, that's true. One independent and a Democrat. But there, and, but there, as, and everybody as, was happy. Look, you can't. It's very difficult to fake thirty minutes on the radio, and I, I think it's you, Rich. You do great debates. You do great. <laughs> well, you debates. know, I'll tell you the the best example of that are the debates that I had with Lee Nyquist, Democrat running for state senate in District Nine, and Andy Sanborn, uh, Republican running for. I mean, those two couldn't be further apart, and my own predisposition in that race couldn't have been more clear but lee nyquist always walked out of here thanking me because i did a good job and i kept the debate fair and if you want people to tune in that's what you got to do well i'm sorry senator kavanaugh turned down the debate and i'd I'd be happy when i'm when i'm running for re-election uh two years from now and he wants to come on the show and debate me i'm happy to do that well (laughs) we'll be happy to host it christopher stewart as always it's good to have you in the house if people want to uh Learn more. Last minute questions. Last minute sign location. Yep. Uh, my cell number is 603-391-9041. Or you can check out my website, uh, com. That's stewartformanchester.com. And I'll, and I'll be standing at Webster School from 6 a.m. tomorrow morning until 7 p.m. So stop by and say hi. All right. That's Christopher Stewart. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. Candidate for Alderman Award 1. We'll be back with a preview of tomorrow's show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. All righty, folks, tomorrow is a busy day, but only because it's Election Day. Jim Gadette will join us for public safety this week. Then we've cleared the decks for candidates to call, as they typically do, and otherwise discuss the race with you. So be sure to have your phone at the ready at 606-6762. We are going to let fly tomorrow as the election comes to a screeching halt. For the entire team here at Drought Large, I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have you in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Drought Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.